Hey, my name is Albert, and this is the Moto Academy podcast. Guess what? Cameraman Cam is also here, and we're just Hello. leveling up. We're leveling up. The podcast is getting so many views, it's just outrageous. It's just outrageous. We are the number one podcast in motocross. And matter of fact, I'm live inside the Moto Academy app as we speak. So I might as well do a plug within the first 15 seconds of the podcast. If you want to train with me online and be part of the best motocross community that has ever existed and ever will exist, go to club.themotoacademy.com or go to the App Store and download the app. It's in the Google Play Store. It's in the App Store. We got Doug definitely going to trip on a cable. Nope, he didn't. And sadly for everybody listening, this will also be potentially the last podcast that we record on my balcony in Tampa. So I know we've all gotten very used to Dodge Challengers, Chargers, Ford Mustangs, random trains, helicopters, the occasional ambulance and cop car. But this will be the last episode, I believe, with all of the random background noise. After that, Cam, I honestly have no freaking idea. Yeah, what, so, what are you doing? Uh, like, I don't do you know. Move your lease ends when? In like three days, we're moving out of here. Four days, you, five days. You actually don't know where you're going? Actually, we don't. No, no. I think we're going into. We're going to stay in Allie's dad's condo or house. Okay, that's a start. Because it turns out our our Florida condo. It's got a roach infestation. It's just there's roaches everywhere apparently. So mm, that's disgusting. It is, and now I want to sell it because I'll never go in there again. Well, you just gotta like, uh, you tent it, right? Isn't that I think what you, you do? fumigate it. You do something, but definitely. I don't. Not ideal. Cockroaches are up there on my list of things I don't want to encounter. Uh, I'll stay live for a little longer for you guys inside the Moto Academy app. If I start getting into a real back and forth conversation with cameraman Cam, I'll sign off because you guys won't be able to hear it. But maybe I can occasionally kind of reference this for questions that are relevant. I because I what are we going to talk about? What what's happening? Well, we don't. You have were just in. We don't have a Seattle? race recap to do, so that's nice. Um, this podcast should be about an hour shorter than the last one. <laughs> um, but the last one got a lot of our most views ever, right? Yes, most views ever. Yeah, so thank you guys. If you're listening to this, can you subscribe to it? What can you do? I yeah. don't know. Share it. Share it with people. Yeah, because I was going to run this by you before, but I'm just going to do it anyway because I forgot. Um, we're going to try something. We're going to try <laughs> something different. Now, right now, today we're going to do some questions. Absolutely, I think. Uh, right now, if you are in the Moto Academy app, is the only way that you can send in questions. However, for one time and one time only, um, if you guys leave a five-star review on the podcast, when you leave that five-star review, ask a question, and we will answer those questions. I love that. That's yep. good. So yep. all you have to do is do what? You, you just go to the podcast thing where you would find wherever you can leave that review and yep. then we just find it ourselves yes you're gonna do that sure great excellent i don't expect you to do it <laughs> sure so everybody inside the app you didn't hear cameraman cam just now go to wherever you listen to these podcasts and leave a five-star review if you can any five-star review 
ask a question and that quest that question we will respond to it we will jet respond to it or will we respond to it well unless we have jet on the podcast you and i will be responding to it yeah we do need to get jet on the podcast and hunter and dazzy and tate yes yeah, and chance hymas tate and drew adams you made an appearance you know kinda. and benny bloss yeah yeah all of which are good ideas uh but yeah we were in seattle by we i mean me how is the weather uh freezing oh yeah it seemed it super cold didn't rain so that was great we were definitely Excellent. concerned the track looked horrible in the morning but it ended up being completely fine uh yeah i mean we definitely thought it was going to be i was really hoping it'd be warmer but it certainly wasn't it was probably like 40 degrees all day um Yikes. but the pits were inside Mm-hmm. It's a nice pit area. Yeah, it was just like St. Louis. So I, yep. I didn't, I did not know that was going to happen. I did not expect that, and it was great. Um, so we were pitted inside and racing outside, which was definitely a first for me, backwards from what's normally happening. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a good, uh, good weekend. Good weekend. You know, it's fun. I like. I, I was all. I was ready for a West Coast flight. I actually enjoy those. Um, but all was, all was good. Good. Yeah, my flights, all of them, no matter how long or short they are, go by so quickly because I just have so much always that I can get done. It's nice. I actually I u- utilize that time really well. Um, okay, Moto Academy people, I'm going to sign off of the live stream here so you guys don't have to listen to a, a one-sided comment. Oh, boy. Well, I'd... oh, it's the other train. The one that I still can't locate. I don't know where it is, but you, I hear it. Uh, thanks, Moto Cat. Oh, I didn't pick a winner for these goggles. Oh my God. Okay. Um, sorry if you're just listening to this podcast, but I'm giving away a pair of Fox goggles from Indianapolis Supercross. These are my heat race goggles. I just found them in my backpack. So we got three tear offs left on these bad boys. I'm going to sign them on the tear off so you guys can utilize them if you want. Wear them if you want. I'm going to pick a lucky, uh, just a random subscriber, really quick. I'm going to do the old point and shoot technique here. Oh, son of a gun. It's the real GP. Uh, the real GP. You just won some goggles. You've probably won things before, but you are one of, at least in my mind, one of the top five OG members of the Moto Academy. So congrats, real GP. You got yourself some new goggles. I'll sign them on the tear off. So if you do want to wear them, which I recommend you do, you could just pull the tear off off and then place it back on there. Uh, but real GP shoot me a message resend me your address if i don't have it and i will have alley cat send you the goggles because i certainly won't be doing it okay uh toodaloo moto academy live stream gotta focus on this podcast here yep, yep. uh okay so i watched the race congrats i'm i made yep. it halfway through the 450 race so i haven't seen everything <laughs> but i've seen enough I honestly didn't think I was going to watch it and ended up watching every single second of it. And I watched race day live as well. So, um, you know, what's crazy. I've never noticed it. I, it was pretty, it's been noticeable, obviously this whole season, but it was arguably more noticeable in Seattle than ever. Jet is just on a different planet yeah. entirely. It's 
pretty crazy. Like, I mean, there's, and I say this in, not in like a, you know, I say this in the nicest way possible. It's just like what we're observing. It's like everyone who shows up to the race on West Coast is fighting for second place. I mean, you're not fighting for a win. It's just like, it's insane. Did you see Jet's thumbs down on the finish line? <laughs> no. Whoa. When he won the race, that's what he when did. He won the race. Down? He goes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, I, yeah. I saw it was unenthusiastic, whatever it was, but yep. I didn't realize thumbs it was a down. thumbs down. Yeah. He was not stoked after the race. He thought he rode terrible. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? <laughs> like, Wait, but he won easily, right? What happened in that main event? I yeah, can't remember. Yeah. He came out probably fourth or fifth and gotten first after a couple minutes and drove it home. No drama in the main. Wow, and uh, he was pissed because he just thought he didn't ride well? Yeah, he just thought he rode tight. He didn't feel comfortable the whole time. And it's like, dang. <laughs> like, wow, that's pretty gnarly, huh? Yeah, I know we we sound like the, the Lawrence brother hype team, but... Uh, well, in a way we are. In a way, we are. I'm cool with that title. <laughs> but also, <laughs> I just got my pom-poms. Yeah, dude, we should get... Oh, remember the foam fingers? Maybe we should get more foam fingers. I want the, the helmet with the, the beer things in it there. I want two number one fingers. Yes. yes. I want a cutoff t-shirt with Yeah, just, we should just have, like, Lawrence Brother Hype Squad yeah. t-shirts. But, I mean... Holy cow. It, yeah, it, man. it really makes my life easy when I have to go teach a class on Monday or Tuesday after the race and then can just use those guys' as reference points. It is, I am just grateful to be partnered with them because they do it, they just do it right and they make it look so easy, easier than maybe anybody I've ever seen ever make it look easy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? I I don't know. Yeah. Can you think of anybody that's made it look easier than that? And this year is different, right? Because it's not just Jet this year. It's Hunter, too. Uh-huh. Just showing up to work, doing their job, going home. Like, very, very impressive from both of them this year. They just look comfy. They look like, all right, my job's to get to first place and stay there. And that's what they go and do. You know, it's like pretty wild. Pretty it wild. was insane watching that heat race with Jet and McAdoo and the way that he was operating to get by McAdoo. And then the way he squared up when he McAdoo went to kind of drive it in on him mm -hmm. was so highly intelligent and like well thought out and perfectly executed. I was just like, this is absurd. Yeah. Absurd. He's, yeah, he's operating at a place where he can think differently than the other guys and you can see it well he's it's not thinking, only that it's not only that it's how quickly you can make decisions like it it was so funny like one it's weird for me right like we came off of detroit p16 best race we've had we felt like we won the championship and then i go to jet right and then like when i'm shooting right there's one person i see on the track when i'm with you you're the only guy i see when i'm with jet He's the only guy I see. And watching him ride, I'm just like, what on earth? And he just moves so quickly. Like when Jet pulls a tear off, 
his hand is off the bar for less than a second. You know? And it's like, mm. I, I, like it, it's insane how quickly... That's the difference, right? Is he just m- makes decisions so fast. Like, I don't know. It's crazy to watch. It's cool to watch. It's cool to watch. That would that made it exciting. And what did you what was his reaction after the heat race incident? Did you were you back at the rig after that? Yeah, they weren't what? happy. <laughs> walk walk me through that. They weren't happy. Now Who's they? Oh my god. Everybody. Everybody who who was did, wearing red was what not did Dazzy say? Um you know, Dazzy didn't say much of anything. Okay. Uh, Dazzy actually just takes it all in for the most part on race day. He listens and he analyzes everything that everybody else tells him. Uh, Watching Dazzy operate is definitely interesting. Now, I'll say up front that I will never say anything publicly on a podcast to jeopardize the situation we're in. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they were they were pissed, dude. They were pissed because and I get it right. It's like when you're fighting for a championship, Jet was clearly the faster guy right like McAdoo was doing a great job of holding him up right yeah, that's what right. McAdoo's got to do right um but of course from their perspective and Jet's perspective and our perspective it's like Jet's the faster guy he needs to get by without any drama you know what I mean like because he was just getting held up the whole time and now obviously the way it happened is the crash itself was weird uh because honestly like of course, everyone's placing the blame on McAdoo, but Jet jumped left. And Jet even said in the press conference, like, he thought McAdoo was on the other side of him. So they just happened to come together, really. Yeah, but he didn't really jump left. He just rode in the middle left line. And then I think upon watching it over and over, like, once he doubled in, his table over single, he couldn't have kept it any more straight. He took off and landed exactly and was predictable with where he was going. So, yeah, maybe he was trying to be held hold himself accountable a little bit just by maybe saying he picked the wrong side of the track to go to. Let me think of that situation. Like, if I made a pass on a guy hitting that wall jump, going left in the corner, knowing that three on is a potential option, I would feel pretty comfortable probably going down that middle left line too because... Unless the guy behind me is a complete maniac, I'm probably thinking, okay, well, if I go two on here and table over, the guy to go three on is certainly not going to jump it right behind me. That's what I would think. And he and and he did. And not only did he go three on, but he decided to go off, which you could go three on to that and then make the decision, mm, this isn't really lining up to work so well, and make make the decision to roll off of that. You're going to lose a bunch of time, but at least you're not going to jump into the guy. And that's... Right for me where if i end up frustrated on race day it is normally the highest reason that would cause that would be somebody else putting me in danger well so that's that's exactly why everyone was angry like my yeah. take on it is like it was a racing incident um it's just a bummer how it happened right it, like that you can't do that intentionally is what right. i'm trying to say you know um but of course they come off and it's like jet can't get hurt like can't afford it neither of them can right mcadoo might have broke his finger like oh really yeah um were any words exchanged between the teams or between mcadoo and jet um all the only thing i saw is at the end of the night is mcadoo walked over to jet shook his hand 
And oh, okay. That was it. Yeah, very, very good. No drama, okay. really. Um, and in the press conference, you know, it was what, here's what was cool, right? And this will come out in the mindset episode, but they came off heated, right? Because it's like, you can't be, you just can't be put in dangerous situations like that. Um, I mean, Jet did a freaking front flip. And uh, again, he crashed really well. You're right, right. But it's like that, he's like, we can't take those. We can't be in those situations, right? Yeah. From that could have been, that could have got him hurt super easy, but thankfully he's just good at crashing. Yeah, I know. He just did a somersault and was mm -hmm. good, but um, got up. The hand signal was hilarious. The tweet from Hayden and Jordan Smith was oh. hilarious. Oh, before you move on from that, <laughs> that was excellent. Just epic. I love how that happened. <laughs> like, I wonder, like, Who, yeah. whoever coordinated or thought of that, unless they just, that actually just happened. My Genius. thoughts are that, that that was probably premeditated in some sense, like, or um, organized in some sense, like, hey, I bet maybe old man D you know, was like, hey, you should probably tweet this out. And then they get with Jordan and have Jordan send that out. I, I, I don't know how it happened. Either way, very smart. Yeah, I like that smart. type of stuff because that's what the sport needs is like strategic and well thought out places to input yourself that yeah that was great so i definitely wonder if it was strategic you know what we're referencing is when jet got taken out by mcadoo and they aired it on the broadcast which is awesome hayden deegan tweeted what did he tweet out of line what's your thoughts that's all i said yeah that's so funny and Jordan because Smith. obviously that was only to get a huge reaction and sarcastically so almost and then what did jordan say little much for a heat, I would say, is what oh, Jordan Smith says. That's great. It's that's just so they're good. trolling. They're just trolling on everybody that made drama out of the situation. So yeah, <clears throat> really cool. Really cool. I mean, I, I think that's, uh, that's how you, that's how you do it. Yeah, it was Smart. funny. I just love how quickly it happened too. Like they showed yep. that in the broadcast, I think, right? Yeah. Um, which Smart. is awesome. I mean, it's just great. We were all laughing about it. But what was so cool to see about that whole scenario for me was they all came back heated. Uh, they ripped, they they rebuilt the front end completely. Yeah, what was wrong with it specifically? Or they just didn't want to take any chances? Uh, probably a little bit of both. Probably didn't want to take any chances, but also a bunch of stuff was bent up. They did bars, bar mounts, triple clamps, pulled the forks off to make sure they were fine. Apparently McAdoo's bike was even worse. Um, wow. Yeah, pretty gnarly. But uh, but then again, also super cool. Jet, of course, when something goes wrong, he just comes out so much faster than everybody else. It's insane. And with a bike that's bent up, he was just ripping. Like, for the rest of that heat race, it was incredible to watch. Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just a different intensity when something goes wrong for that kid, you know. Uh, but what was cool is, like, you know, they all came back heated and... By the time we were going out for the main, it was all smiles. Everybody was joking about it. Like that is something that's very interesting to me. And that's something that the mindset episode this week's gonna talk about a good bit. Okay. Because it's like, how do you how do you do that? Like how I mean, they came off so heated, it's like we can't be in dangerous situations like that. And then by the time the main event rolls around, which is only an hour, maybe at most. Um, it's all smiles. It's all smiles. Yeah, like I, that's just, just, it's pure confidence is what it is. It creates like a stillness to where, why would you worry about something so small like that for any longer than five or 10 minutes? Well, it's the, my, it's the thought process of, okay, it happened. 
nothing we can do to change it. Now let's go win a main event, you know? And that's, that's really what you got to do. I mean, for, it is that simple. Like there's nothing super wise to say about it. It's just, they put it behind them. They're like, all right, that's, that's what happened. We can't change it. Let's go win. You know? Yeah, because they showed, they had the camera over there during the broadcast at some point, And I want to say it was closer to the main event. Or maybe it wasn't even. Maybe it was pretty shortly thereafter the heat race. But there, it was already, you, there was, people were smiling and it looked normal. Yeah. And I, I remember picking up on that. Like, oh, that's no surprise. I would have loved really. to hear the conversations. Like, uh, the tough part about Seattle is the pits were really tight. Um, and the fans were crazy in Seattle. Really? They had uh, the Honda and the Yamaha thing were back to back. And the end of Jet's line for autographs started at the end of Tomac's line <laughs> and went mm. all the way around all the trailers to get to Jet. It was crazy. Um, and like Honda for the first time that round did autographs different. Uh, usually Jet will just come out and sign away for what feels like forever longer than anybody else oh really for the first time this round honda said you have 30 minutes um so jet spent a lot of time in the trailers which made my life pretty difficult but you know i would have loved to have a mic in there to hear the conversations that were happening between that heat race and, and that there's, main there's no getting you into where is he going when he goes in there he just goes into the lounge area and like I could probably be there, but here's my thought process. And you know, this is like, it's, I, are you waiting for the invite? Well, I've been invited, uh, dude, freaking Danny, who's on Honda invited me to the snack drawer this week. Nice. They are kitted with snacks, oh, yeah. dude. Oh they yeah. have the candy drawer. They have the snack drawer. It's all organized. It's epic. Um, so stoked on that, but so what'd you pick for candy? Uh, Sour Patch Kids, okay, always interesting. Always and Kit Kats. Oh, love Kit Kats. And then snacks went for the peanut butter crackers. Okay. Um, yeah, it was great. So I'm allowed in the truck. But here's my perspective, right? Is like my job with videos in general is always to do, obviously do the client best, right? But also just do the best job of telling the story of what happened. Like I try not to blow things out of proportion. I try not to be a journalist. I try not to. You know, like I try to make videos with um, integrity, I guess you could say. And part of that goes in with, I refuse to uh, overstep in some scenarios, right? Like in a heated moment like that, yes, I desperately want the content, but unless I've had verbal like confirmation that that's okay, I'm gonna let them do their thing. You know, like I don't wanna, like I can't be in, I can't find myself in the position of losing the opportunity of what we're doing because, oh, well, the camera was in there, so we couldn't talk about the things we needed to talk about, the blah, blah, blah. I don't know if that would, I'm not saying that would actually happen, but that's my only reason for being careful about where I step, you know? Yeah. Oh, I get it. But um, I definitely get it. But yeah, maybe one day I would love to know those conversations because obviously they're good because they work, you know? Um, but what what's interesting too is when my experience of being in there like at Detroit Supercross I don't think we've talked about this yet really I went and ate dinner in the Honda semi which you know and hung out in there for uh, who knows maybe it was half hour 45 minutes 
there's different levels. So you have the main level of the semi, which is where all the, the, the tools and the parts and that's where all that stuff is. Then you go up like a half level. That's where they would have all the TVs set up in a lounge area set up so riders can watch footage. That's where team managers, Jet's dad, Dazzy will go. Uh, Kier, I think that's Sexton's dad's name, hangs out up there. Michael Byrne, who does, I think he does the footage and he'll do the dartfish video overlay and the breakdown for those guys. Michael Byrne is up there. Then you go up another half level and you're in the rider lounge, which is like you can't stand up straight. You have to duck to walk through there but there's futons essentially set up to where those guys can nap they have their gear up there and they'll just shut the lights off and go to sleep so when i went up there in detroit hunter and chase were up top top with the the door was open but the lights were off and they were both just taking naps i was down in the lounge area and it was just me jet's dad chase's dad burn and lars who's the team manager so it was just the five of us down there and they were talking about Chevy engines and which one's the best the whole time. That was it. Yep. There was no conversation of dirt bikes at all. Uh, Hunter came down, went to the bathroom. Everybody complained that he stayed in there too long and stunk the place up. He went back up top and that was it. So it very much did not feel like you were in the factory Honda semi. <laughs> yeah, right. Just felt pretty normal which is cool and they they say it all the time and we we see it too as serious as it is that team does a really good job of keeping it feel like feeling like a family it's fun trucky who's the the truck driver of one of them i want to say maybe it's chris dude what's the other truck driver's name uh the one taller skinnier guy super super nice oh he's one of the truck drivers that makes so much sense i just know him as the chef (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, the truck drivers are always in charge of the food. So, yes, yes that, I forgot that there was two of them. No, I don't know his name, to be honest. Yeah. So, Trucky is one of them. And then uh, the other one I met uh, in Detroit, I can't remember his name. Super nice. But everybody in that team is so nice. And it just creates a good environment. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, and I'm honored to obviously be there. You know, that's... Were you back at the Honda truck after 450 Main? Uh, yeah. Did you see any Sexton reaction? There was, um, yeah, just bummer. Just What place did he get again? I don't know, maybe fourth or fifth. I think fifth. Oh, he did? Yeah. Barsha's a sleeper, dude. Barsha's, like, good right now. And, like, we aren't really talking about it. Wait, did he get a podium again? Yeah, he got third again. Like, and passed a bunch of people for it. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah, Chase wasn't stoked. I mean, like, what, what are we gonna do about him? Um, what, like, he just he needs, he needs my guidance. I think Cam. <laughs> he needs well, he needs a little. He needs some extra patience. He here's, needs no. Here's just, what sucks, right? Okay, let's recap last week. Last week he gets a win, um, but he didn't have to lead any of the race. Just one lap. He was in second the whole time. It's mm. it's got to be such a head game, I think. But I think it's what I sense now, or at least what I sensed with this race. I think it's a different type of head game. I think he's leading the race and not knowing how fast he has to go. I think he's underestimating his speed and thinking that he has to go faster. Yeah, that's really what I think, because 
when I was watching that race and watching the yeah that's right okay because I'm trying to remember back to it Tomac made a pass in a second and Tomac looked like he was in Tomac beast mode and I'm like okay this is interesting so when he passes into second let's watch what happens to that time gap and I remember it stayed right in between like 3 to 3.5 seconds in that range it just fluctuated bounced back and forth but it stayed there I'm like okay boom like that's pretty amazing that Tomac looks like and he's, he's in like hey I'm going to smoke everybody Tomac mode and Sexton is still while making it look easy making it look very easy going that same exact speed they had the camera on Sexton quite a bit I didn't see one line he was doing that I didn't like everything he was doing looked fantastic he looked smooth and in my head I thought Mm. this is potentially where he tries to find some extra time that he doesn't have to find for no reason at all and that's where the limits are pushed because I, as I was watching it I'm like this pace is totally good if he stays here he's totally good just looked like that one lap that he went into that corner he just charged it harder than normal dude it's just these crashes that don't make sense either weird ones but they're weird ones because he's riding the bike and the track for everything it's worth so when something happens it's a much less predictable type of crash that's unusual because nobody's going that fast yeah you know what i mean no and nobody's going that fast that in control so when something goes wrong his, his crashes are so bizarre looking and that that's why but yeah man it's freaking frustrating for me to watch but i now, think yeah unfortunately he i think he's i still have hope i still have hope that he's going to figure out the source of this i that seemed to me like less of a bike issue i there's i know you said there was something that was mentioned as to a complaint as to why that crash could have happened but i i really think it's him just getting comfortable with that sweet spot and being in second it's much easier because all he has to do is just watch the guy in front of him and base his speed on that where when he's out front i think he just he doesn't accept the flow or maybe he maybe to what appears a flow to us is him overthinking and not a flow i i don't know i'm very curious about that watching it i was like man this guy is flowing yeah he looked better he looked so good he looked so good now, he stalled the bike again, which has happened the last couple rounds. Like, on the broadcast, he stalled the bike, like, in the first four minutes of the race in the main. And that's, yeah, when, that's, Roxon, that's when Roxon caught him. So, that's interesting. Don't know what's happening there. Don't know if that's rider issue or bike issue. Uh, but, man, he looks so good. I just doubt that it's the bike's fault. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, he looks so comfy, as he always does. But man, these these just weird crashes. What did Webb get? Okay, so Webb Web got second. second. Yeah, they're tied Gosh. now. So this is what I want to talk about. While on the on the on the topic of Chase, Webb and his finger guns in the heat race. Oh. Webb doesn't in, like Webb's known for this, right? Webb is known for the head games, but also Webb's known for like studying everybody else on the track to find their weaknesses, right? Like Webb finger guns on after the heat race, like Chase was gonna pass him. You know what I mean? Like, you know, give it another lap. I mean, that's it. Like Webb was not the faster guy. And the finger guns was not saying, hey, I'm the faster guy. 
the finger guns is saying, I'm going to get in your head so you can't catch me in the main. Like, isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's funny. It's interesting. He's so good at it. Like, he mm -hmm. just picks apart these guys' weaknesses. And he knows. Like, yeah, wild. It's really interesting. And he's not... He's not the better rider. So that's what's cool is that's like inspiring to people. If you just have the right mindset about it, you can figure it out because in my opinion, who's a better dirt bike rider, Cooper Webb or Chase Sexton? It's Chase Sexton. That's Absolutely. a pretty easy answer. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, but man, that mental, yeah, it takes, it's so much, it's so yep. mental. It's so mental. Like, um, yep. but on that topic. And that's why Barsha's doing well. Yes, Barsha's right doing well. Eli yep. is obviously mentally strong because he's, I mean, I didn't think he was going to win. Yeah, Tomac wins this championship. I hope so. I, I really mean, do. I, I would bet all my money on it. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I would be totally cool if he won the championship. It's also, remember what I said. It's going into all open stadium tracks. Yes. Tomac's going to start to really dominate. Atlanta has got to be Tomac, you would think. You, you would think. Um, never been to MetLife. Don't know what that's going to be. Weird dirt. Yeah. Rutted so usually. Tomac, good there. Denver. I mean, Denver, come on. Tomac will win. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he might be there. I mean, it's Tomac will win. But Webb has this will, dude. That is just. That's why he's good. That's why he's good. Like, he just has that attitude. Which is pretty just, cool. The points yeah. are tied. Yeah, I like that. Really cool. Love That's that. Exciting. Dude, it's deep into the season. I mean, we got a lot of races left. It was so funny. I was like, oh, home stretch, and then I counted all the races. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, Jet Still has. A lot. Yeah. We were talking about it uh, in the video a little bit for mindset. Uh, Jet has five more main events, which is actually a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I mean, there, what's interesting is the energy at the dog pound the last couple of weeks has been a little different. How so? It, there's been a bit of a lull and like you can tell it's that weird part of the season where everyone's kind of taking it kind of lighter than normal mm. and trying to do less laps and maybe to just rest a little more than normal less days on the dirt bike actually they were they were kind of going back and forth with kenny when roxon came and rode with us last week they thought Kenny is doing too much riding time in the middle of the season. He's doing three days and he's doing like 25 minute plus one lappers, like long, hard motos. Mm. When we were at the dog pound that one day, he did a 20 plus one and he did a 25 plus one and he did his warm up, which was 10 plus one or 10 minutes. So that's a lot of laps three days a week mid season. I think Jet and Hunter have only been doing two days and they're trying to do their two days lighter. Hunter's back on doing outdoors. So mm -hmm. Hunter's riding outdoors right now. Jet's back on the 250 doing just Supercross. But now that they go back into this break, Jet might very well be back on the outdoor on a 450 again Yeah, this week. Probably. I'd be curious. I'm going to go ride tomorrow before I fly out. So I shall report back on what's the latest update. I think tomorrow will be my last day riding there. Wow. Yep. That until next sucks. year. I talked to Dazzy yep. already and he said, I am welcome back whenever i want to go so awesome. that's cool I'll, I'll plan on tentatively i'm I, things change so quickly around here but 
the tentative plan will be to go back there and do a preseason boot camp for four to six weeks before the season starts. So that would be cool. Because I think I'll be able to go into that boot camp really prepared, really fast already. You're going to ride this year, like throughout the year, right? Yeah, I'm going to... Oh, I guess I didn't say this in the podcast. Maybe I just said this in the live stream in the app. Honda's sending me a 450, according to Lucas. So I'm going to ride 450 outdoors. Not okay. not race. Don't get people. I'm not racing. <laughs> Relax. But <laughs> I'm going to just ride and train as if I were racing 450 outdoors so I could stay on a dirt bike, stay really in shape. And I think the 450, especially outdoors, kind of beat you up a little bit, get whip you into shape. Just gonna stay on a bike as much as humanly possible. That'll be awesome. When I when I take over the facility that I may or may not have purchased, I'm going to train there as if I was somebody just training there and try and ride as much as I possibly can, which realistically will probably be two to three days a week. But that's a lot. If I could do that all the way through the summer, all the way up to December of next year and then go spend December and January with Jet and Hunter, I will be in a very good spot. Yeah. Yeah, very absolutely. Good spot. If you just because stay on a bike, dude, like it'll make all the difference. Just this stay year, comfy. Stay comfy. Yep. This year it was closing the gap and it took so long. It took so long to just get to where I am now. I could sustain where I'm at now, even if I lost a couple percent sustain that through the summer and i will start shoot let's say i started november one this year training i can't remember what the actual date was it might have been way after that for all i know i was at 20 percent when i started yeah 20 percent. right now i'm probably at 75 to 80. if i could start at 75 and then build to 90 95 i i really think that'll that'll be possible i am already looking for and looking to next year i forget there's still races left this year to be honest i'm already thinking about next year and like how i can just ride in that time period yeah and stay fast because i think people have been, have been impressed with my results this year but i i don't think it's even close to where i could be or I know it's not. I, I, I have a lot more in the tank. And I think it will build. I think next year I could get to 90, 95%. I think the year after that I could get close to operating at my 100%, which my 100% will never at this age be what the young guys, like what Jet Jet's 100% is because I think my risk tolerance is just simply too low no matter how prepared I'm going to be. I think there will be situations where I decide to just back down. But even with that, you would have to think that would still put me as a fifth to 10th place guy. Hey, if we and were if, on the Chris Blos campaign, like, yep, nothing wrong with that. Qualify top five, uh, be top five in the heat races, be top five to 10 in the main event. Because my pro thought process with that is that's realistic for a guy that's you know operating at 100%, but yet managing risk when he needs to. The goal, I think, would be a podium over before I retire. So if that's th three more years of racing, like this year and then three more years, 
if I can be a fifth to tenth place guy closer to the fifth range, the podium will present itself eventually, right? I'm not going to be right. a consistent podium guy because the the consistent podium guy is a guy that could win. They're taking all the risks. I'm I'm not, I'm not going to be at that level, and I'm okay with that. But a podium would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, I'd be down. Because if we can't get Jet to say, if you want to ride like me, train at the motoacademy.com, then I'm going to have to freaking say it on the podium, for God's sakes. Yeah, we should. we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, now, speaking of that character, Kevin Moran's dude. Mm. And Kevin Moran's and Hunter Yoder. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Kevin Moran's whole shot's the heat race, whole shot's the main. Like, yeah. I, it, it's obviously like, oh man, what could have been? Like, what would have happened if he didn't freaking blow over the berm? No, he would have got passed by 15 people in two laps because he would have got tight. And that's okay. You got to be up there. You got to be up there. It's, a, up it's there. one step at a time because if you did, he, does, he does that once, he stays up there for a half a lap or a lap, and then he fades like nobody's business. That's going to happen to anybody. Next time, you stay up there for two laps. And then the mindset starts to switch from, ooh, how quickly and how many guys are coming up behind me and how quickly am I going to drop down to, oh, the longer I stay up here, the harder it is for these guys to catch me deeper into the race. And I, that was the conversation, part of the conversation he had with me at the airport was he said that his belief in himself has changed a little bit from like, saving energy to go to the LCQ to, oh, no, no, I'm going to get a good start in this heat and hang up front as long as possible. And that means at the end of the and end of the heat race, I actually stand a chance of getting in this thing. Right. To, you can start to get that mindset even into the main event. I knew as soon as he whole shot it, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then he actually, Sexton tried to pass him. He yeah. sort of like passed them back around the outside. I knew all of that was Hail Mary attempts and that he was either going to crash, fly off the track, or let everybody go by within the first couple laps. Yeah. But having that attitude and kind of going for it a little bit right off the bat, that's great because that's step one. Yeah. Great. Yep. Like, I, it was just, you know, it was cool. It was cool. Um, and uh, You know, the bummer, though, is I don't know if you watched that part on TV yet or not. It, the same thing happened to Yoder. They don't talk about them at all. Mm. The announcers end up, those situations happen, and the announcers are so caught up talking about somebody that isn't even on screen that they don't give these guys their moment. It's like, yeah. tell the story quickly of, holy crap, this is exciting. Like, that's why guys, uh, f the, the casual fan can tend to not care about the dude that's getting 15th place in a main event because when the tv has a chance to talk about how good those guys are and like when they have moments of brilliance they don't talk about it they they, they skip right over it yoder they didn't barely mention his name at all and he was leading the heat or was that the main uh he led the heat uh, and was heat. up there in the main like oh, he was yeah came out top three maybe and i don't remember them talking about him a single time yeah and and moran's whole shots the main event On a don't think they don't think they even mentioned it are you kidding me? Don't think they even mentioned it. It's almost like, led a lap, like <laughs> that. But like, yeah, yeah that is gotta, a bummer. Got to talk about that kind of, kind of stuff. And I get it, right? Like, I get it. But yeah, just quickly say, like, it's it's crazy to freaking whole shot a four fifty man against yeah. all these. Like, oh, yeah. what is it? The top fifteen guys have won championships. 
Isn't that something like yeah, top 12, probably. top 15 have all won championships? Yeah. And then Kevin Moran's just freaking rips a whole shot on all of them. Like, and that's not, that's not luck either. You know, like that's like, yeah, I don't know. It's a bummer. No, to get a whole shot in a 450 main event. Yeah, holy cow. Oh, it has to be an absolutely perfectly executed start. Right. And then some. Yeah. <laughs> not to mention longest start straight of the year. Because you could have, really? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Did you see that the track? something about his bike. <laughs> yeah, it's the longest start straight we've had this year. Wow. Yeah. I, you could execute a 99% perfect start and get a dead last start yeah. in the pros. That's how good everybody is. So that's impressive. Yeah. Shout out Moran's. Shout out to that Yoder person. I don't even know who that is, but that's, yeah, that's never, good. Yeah, never met him. Never met him. Uh, he's 18. He's young. Oh, really? Yeah. And he looked pretty in control from what I remember. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'll have to look into him a little bit more. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. But yeah, everyone, nobody liked the track, I don't think. It was super tight. The triples were weird. Everyone was over jumping everything. It was all 90 degree t turns. Everything mm -hmm. that makes it hard to race on was yep. that track, basically. Tight, 90 degree turns, very few places to pass. Um, a lot of ruts. Yeah, so people weren't super, I mean... I'm not going to put words in people's mouths, but didn't seem like anybody loved it, you know? Um, but yeah, all good. Gosh. Good weekend, you know? Fun to be there. Grateful to be there. Met a ton of cool people. Thank you guys for coming and saying hi, uh, especially when it's just me there. That's cool. A lot of Moto Academy people? Yeah, a lot of Moto Academy people. A lot of podcast listeners, so thank you. Uh, Shout out. Always cool to meet people in person um, and have some really good conversations with guys. So that's cool. Yeah, shout out Moto Academy people. Absolutely. Just coming out in flocks to these races. Don't be shy. Let us know you're in the app. Oh, yeah. Take a picture with us. Say hi. Uh, because I think I say this often. A lot of you guys end up being shy and then send a message later like, hey, I met you. I just didn't want to or didn't even want to bother you. So I didn't meet you. Come up. Bother we're, us. We're you're not going to bother you. us. We yeah. are there for you. Quite literally. literally. So come up. If it looks like we're eating talking doesn't matter come up be rude interrupt here's the thing that i run into though every single round i'm with jet and moto academy members i'm sorry i'm just sorry i get moto academy members a lot that are like hey can you have jet sign this can can we meet jet all this stuff and it's like i have very little weight <laughs> when it comes to what happens and i also don't want to have the relationship with these guys that says I'm just going to hand do stuff all day long to sign. Uh, what I do actually end up doing is I tell Moto Academy members like how it works. There's some tricks that I've learned. If you want to okay. meet Jet, there are ways to do it that people, the general public doesn't know about. So if you're a Moto Academy member, I can tell you that. But I can't promise I can get anything signed or anything like that. Okay. So there are some tricks. There's a couple tricks that I've picked up on, and I've told Moto Academy members, and it's worked probably 90% of the time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's so. fair. Yeah. That is fair. Yeah, those guys are a bit hard to access on race day, especially if now Honda's closed. Oh, yeah. Even for to me. To just a 30-minute window. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because what everybody always has to remember oh, is that it's race day. Of yeah. all the days of the week to try to interact with those guys, race day is going to be naturally the hardest day but also for the sake of our sport 
all the riders need to make sure that they're making that time because for most fans it's one race a year they go to the local race if they're lucky to have a local race and they just want that quick interaction with their favorite rider which is totally understandable i get it i remember being a young kid and meeting jeremy mcgrath and travis pastrana and ricky carmichael it was like surreal right 100 percent. did you just door dash this how much was it a hundred dollars gosh darn it grief hey did you get a new truck yeah i did oh my gosh what no more what'd you get nissan what'd you have no i got a tundra no what'd you have oh what did i have i traded an alley's car oh (laughs) dude i uh (laughs) what how'd you Mm -hmm. pull that off so you have two pickup trucks Mm -hmm. dude i um i my rental car this week was a nissan frontier Ooh, nice yeah it sounded like nissans are solid so yeah i was gonna explode like the whole weekend yeah oh boy yeah my other truck is a nissan titan which i love for anybody that drives uh nissans the truck the trucks are great super underrated super underrated if you're looking for one consider a nissan it'll run forever from my experience great gas mileage really nice interior fast um and they look pretty good but the tundra has always been my favorite truck forever like since i was before i had my license i always thought it'd be cool to have a tundra it's also probably one of the top three best vehicles you could purchase for resale value. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think a little logically here. They look way better now too than they used and to. And they look sick now and they look really cool and you don't see them often with the like a the two and a half, half inch lift, 35 inch tire, like a not a an obnox- obnoxious lift, but like kind of that more off-roady look. They look really cool. So yeah, I was able to lower our car payment by seven hundred dollars a month or something wow so that's nice i'm gonna put a lift and some wheels on it and call it a day so i bought it used but it had 50 miles on it what i don't know how that works it was a certified used vehicle is what i purchased it at but it had 50 miles whoa how the heck did you find that don't know so i don't know what that means if anybody here knows about how car dealerships work maybe i don't know i I think I paid, this is a 22 Tundra Crewmax Platinum. So it's one of the higher level trims probably, I would imagine. I think I paid 68 for it. So I thought I got a good deal, but then again, I don't know. When you go into a car dealership. Yeah, you never know anymore. It's, a, it's shady, usually. They, th- this place was kind of cool. The guy Dino was super Italian, so he liked me. He was an older Italian dude. Mm. And uh, he could tell I was just like, so busy i was on so many phone calls and so many things were going on as i was there and i'm like listen i have 15 minutes to try and buy this car so <laughs> he was just like oh well i can't do that in 15 minutes but okay i'll try wow <laughs> and i think he just kind of knew i wasn't going to put up with some salesy pitch mm. but yeah so we went we went practical with it we got the tundra we traded in the amg see ya yeah good so you probably actually didn't pay much honestly Pay, I walked out of the zero, there paying zero dollars. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and awesome. my car payment's lower by $700 a month. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Love that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, Alley Cash is going to drive a truck, which is hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, um, I like my Camry. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to drive it till it doesn't move anymore. 
and then uh, we'll see you what might happens. as well. And then maybe by then the freaking Cybertruck will be out. So, yeah, I'm still gonna get one of those when they come out. And yep. I have, for the sake of you, been keeping my eyes out on just see if any Sprinter vans pop up. Yeah, it's just I think maybe in the next twelve months the used cars prices might settle back down to oh normal because right now it's still like the housing market honestly where like everything's selling for way too much a new car depending on what you get if you really want something cool you're probably paying 20 to 50,000 over sticker like the g-wagons are 50,000 over sticker the i want to say the new tundra was 20,000 over sticker mm-hmm. and they call yeah, it a market that's, adjustment that's crazy it is crazy so that's therefore all tough. the used car prices are jacked up to kind of like meet that yeah it's uh and the interest rates are pretty high so i think that will all change and once the van prices go back to normal yeah i mean that's just the killer for houses right now is not not even the the price of the house is way too high but it's the interest rates are just like redonkulous they just raised it again so the fed just raised it it's got to be close to eight at this point which that could triple your mortgage Right. Our Virginia home is at 2%. That was, we got at the lowest interest rate in history. And on top of that, we, Allie worked at the bank that gave us the loan. So we got an employee discount on the on the rate. <clears throat> that same priced home at 7.5%, let's say, would be literally maybe three and a half times the... Uh, the mortgage so it, it just makes the house unaffordable right so instead Crazy of buying a million dollar home you're buying like a two hundred thousand dollar home wow helicopter helicopter all right uh pretty quiet though yeah not bad not bad okay what well, hit me with some questions let's only we're only going to do a few okay and before these questions come just a quick quick shout out to driver jamie <laughs> He's he's remaining stationary for, for a couple weeks, hey, so he's probably. I need yeah. to shout out driver Jamie. Oh yeah, my first cameraman cam merch order was driver Jamie. He bought two T-shirts and a hoodie, I think. Um, Wait, can you can you send me the link? Yes. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna purchase some stuff. I didn't know that it was available for, available for purchase yet. How did he know? I sent it in the group chat that you're in. <laughs> Okay. Can I, I say the name? Yeah, plug it. Cameramancam.com. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Cameramancam.com. Now, it's actually not officially launched yet because I need to make a launch video. I'm hoping uh, in the next couple weeks when I'm home, I have some time to make a launch Whoa. video. But Cameramancam.com. Isn't that crazy? Oh, cool. Uh, is this an off-white or what? What? what is this white? Yeah, so that's an oatmeal color. Now, if you click on it, right, there's a bunch of different colors you can choose from. Um, I just kind of showed, like, my favorites right, right up front. Um, but, yeah, Driver Jamie, very first purchase. Thank you, Driver Jamie. Shout out. Uh, wow. Super cool. Super cool. Um, and dude, you're gonna you're gonna see a feature that you're gonna be jealous of. <laughs> okay, well, I'll leave a message for cameraman Bushy. Optional, leaving a message. Uh, cameraman Bushy, is that what you just at? Said? What? What did I say? You said cameraman Bushy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, add an additional, well, add an optional donation to support cameraman Bushy. 
It doesn't. We're gonna do. It doesn't actually say that, does it? No, no. Okay, we're gonna good. do the. We're gonna do the three dollar option. We're gonna leave a tip here, and I don't usually wow, leave tips. Wow, you're so kind. Uh, we're gonna check out with Apple Pay. Wow, we're placing an order right now. We're placing an order. You are. Okay. Wow, what a supportive friend. Ship to five four five. Okay. Yeah, let's hope it ships quick. Oh, are these DTG though? So I yeah, shouldn't. Yeah, it's ship gonna it to take this. a week. Probably. Okay, so let's not ship it here. It's probably gonna take a week. Um, but I have a cool feature. Uh, this, I'm going through a drop shipping company that is made for YouTubers. You actually mm. have to have like 5,000 subs to be able to use this brand. Okay. Which barely, barely made that threshold. Um, but as you order, I can send thank you videos. What? Yeah, super cool. So like I sent driver Jamie one and he was amped on it. And like, it, Whoa. It, it, it gives, I have an app, right? Of the okay. company or whatever. Can um, you type in the uh, uh, our condo in Benita address? I'm ordering a cameraman cam t-shirt. <laughs> and um, it can't ship here. Is it going to be your bedtime t-shirt? Well, it's not a black one. It's tri-blend uh, oatmeal color. You're going with the oatmeal. Okay, cool. I, I, don't, I don't have one of those samples yet, so I'm interested to see how it looks. But. I, I want that feature. Yeah, it's cool. I'll show it to you, but I have an app, right? That gives me all, everything I need to know about the merch, right? So like money coming in and out, like the percentages, the analytics, all that jazz. And then uh, every time there's an order, I get a notification and I can send a thank you video, which is super rad. So. Wow, that is very cool. Okay, shipping is only $4, that's acceptable. Oh, that's not bad, okay. We're I'm shipping I, to our, our beach condo. I haven't so ordered So I'll anything. forget that I ordered this. I'll never see this t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> well, ordered. Wow. Wow. Thank you, dude. Yeah. Yep. Two orders. Two and orders. And I left a $3 tip. That's awesome. Albert yeah. placed an order and donated $3 with a message that says, you suck. <laughs> oh, you got that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Thank you, my friend. So yeah, cameramancam.com. Uh -huh. This is a soft launch. This is what we'll call it. This is our soft wow. launch. The public launch will... Uh, um, it's... It, let me look at the rest of the shirts because I ordered the first one I saw. I, I will say the ones that I've seen you wear are cool. Yeah, they're good quality. They, they we have look, the cameraman they look cam. Cool. Uh, the long sleeves are, I love long sleeve tees, so those are sick. We got mid-pack C-Class, which these are all like the launch, right? Like I want to expand on these ideas. Um, but mid-pack C-Class is the funny, goofy one with me foot out, elbows down, ripping uh -huh. a corner. Um, with photo, cool. photoshopped Fox merch. Don't tell Kenny Day. Um, and, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the 6.5 films, which obviously the 6.5 films is probably what I will wear the most because it's the least um, pretentious clothing that I could wear myself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, stoked, man. It's all cool. coming together. I'm going to launch in the next week or two is my goal. So... Um, yeah, I like it. Now, for the rest of the podcast, let's do uh we'll do a couple questions. However, I'm going to we'll only do a couple this episode because uh next week, obviously this weekend we don't have a race to talk about. Um so two things coming. Hopefully, I want to do a guest podcast. I just need to figure out a couple technical pieces to make that happen, like audio recording with someone who doesn't have a nice podcast mic. So I need to figure that out and then okay. Uh we'll do a pretty heavily like question-based podcast. Does that sound good? Yep. But in the meantime, you ready for some questions? 
Sure. Thank you guys for sending in your videos. If you want to be on the podcast, be in the Moto Academy app or five-star review uh, on the podcast. All right, here we go. So I was trying to enter, enter Rhett last weekend on uh, a straightaway, uh, so pretty high-speed section, and thought I got lined up good enough. Uh, turns out when I entered the rut, it wasn't out. The wheels were little to the left, but once I, you know, entered, I ended up pulling them to the, pulling both wheels to the right, but then that threw my balance off. So I had to lean the handlebars to the right and lean my body to the left. And by the time I got through the rut, um, I was completely off balance, almost falling off the bike. Um, but managed to keep it up. I just lost all my momentum now. How could I prevent? Okay. Happens to the best of us. A rutted straightaway. Dude, do you remember when you came, we were at club and you came over that giant anthill thing or whatever. You were on the mm -hmm. Alta and you came into a similar scenario coming really hot into a rut and just slapped the ground. Do you remember that? No. On the Alta. You just were, you were coming in, we were shooting that Alta video, and uh -huh. I've just never seen you go from here to here so quickly in my life. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I do remember that. <clears throat> and I remember that crash hurting, too. Yeah. Because I fell like a ton of bricks. But that was uh, on a, in a corner, like entry to a corner, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, but it was coming down that big hill, so I'm just talking about high speed. Yeah, rest. ouch, that one hurt. So, straightaway ruts, difficult to kind of get your head wrap your head around the, the the theory of how this works but it's really quite simple honestly no matter how deep the rut is if you can maintain or even better gain momentum gain speed you will be fine and it won't really matter if you're cross rutted if your front tires in one if your back tires in another of course that's not ideal but you could probably get away with that if you're in a good attack position and if you're gaining a little bit of speed. What you can't be doing, and I had a student crash at class the other day doing this. Where did they, oh, they crashed pretty hard too, but luckily it was sand. What they did is they were coming down an off camber straight away with a sweeping corner that went from hard pack to sand. The problem is the beginning of the straightaway, you can gain so much speed and then you enter the sand and everybody gets scared and so they slow down and it's kind of going around a slight corner. So what they ha what happens is they slow down, the sand sucks them in and they're turning. So their weight starts to shift forward when it shouldn't, they're turning. So therefore they just knife the front all at once and over the bars. I could have seen, like, could have called this out that it would have guaranteed it would have happened to one of the students, sure enough it did. And the reason it happened is for the sole fact that he went from 30 miles an hour down to 18 miles an hour when he got to the sand. So the ruts are the same way. If you were approaching and you went from 25 miles an hour down to 20, that's going to put weight down into the bike. And when the weight goes down in the bike, it matters what rut you're in. So the cross rutting is gonna feel a heck of a lot worse. My advice is to gain the confidence, enter in a tall gear, so you have the opportunity to go faster and enter slow and then safely kind of gain momentum and gain speed as you get through it to keep the bike light and to keep the front end light. You're going to pick a rut and then you're going to look past it. So look to the end of that rut the best you can. Stand up, 
so that the bike has more room to move and wiggle underneath you. If you sit down, you're more connected to the bike. You can still have unlocked hips to let the bike wiggle, but just not as much. So stand up and yeah, that's how you would accomplish it. I mean, it's hard to teach that to somebody because it is like, there's a couple of mental steps that you have to follow and it's hard to do when you're nervous. When you're nervous, naturally you want butt to the seat. You want to slow down and decelerate, but just stand up and look past it and keep that momentum up. Yeah. Wait, you're Googling pictures of Eli Tomac? Uh, yeah, there's like a, I'm never going to be able to find it. There's this photo that I saw once of Eli where his bike, I think it was probably out of Southwick type track. His bike is just kicked completely sideways mm -hmm. and he's wearing clear goggles and you can see his eyes just so, looking so far ahead, not phased at all by what's happening behind him. Um, I thought it was going to be a good example, but there's no way I'm going to find that photo. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. uh, when you come to New England, which is happening this quarter for classes. Okay. Can I take a class? <laughs> yeah. Because I, yep. I, I think I need it in my life. Um, yep. To start the season off, I, I, am ta I haven't ridden in so long, dude. Um, I'd say so. I've just been thinking about that recently. I'm like, you know what? I need a class in my life. Okay. I have nothing to add to that. So Everybody needs a class. Yep. All right. Next one. Hit me with it. Oh, hold on a second. Holy, oh, it's a street bike. Holy. Don't see those off. That was a street here. bike? That didn't sound yeah. like a street bike. I don't think he's got an exhaust on it. That must be uh, the problem. Oh, there's a Dodge Challenger pulling up next to it. Oh, boy. Are we going to get a race on? We might. Hang on. Nope, there's a Toyota Corolla right in front of him. Oh, that's wildly unfortunate. Holding him up. Oh, the street bike guy's warming his tires up, going side to side. What? Gosh. It's so scary watching people on bikes ride right. on the street because most of them just have no clue what they're doing. Yeah, I, I'm done with that life. I'm done with that yeah. life. I had a All right, hit me with it. Crotch rocket. No, I'm not into it. All right, here we go. Another question for the podcast. And thank goodness my phone died when I tried to send it earlier because I did one of Coach Evans' workouts, and the video was super shaky. Anyhow, AJ, if you could do a breakdown of your day, what it's like from the time you wake up um, until the time you're done training for the day from your meals, your training, as far as weights, um, as far as riding time, that type of stuff kind of run us through a day of what it's like in the life of AJ, I guess. So anyhow, that's my question. Thanks guys. Have a great day. Bye. Good question. Nice shirt. So I'll just give you a run through day in the life in the last month, two months. Wake up 7 a.m. probably. Um, what's the first thing I do? I haven't been going on my phone in the morning for the first like at least at least 15 to 20 minutes, which even though that doesn't sound like much time, it's nice. Then take the dog outside so he can go to the bathroom. Feed the dog. Then Allie will make breakfast. This morning she made a bacon, egg, and cheese, which was really good. She forces me then to have my vitamins that I never want to take. I've been having a... I fill a water to the br brim of a cup. 
and I put in element hydration powder and I chug it basically the whole cup that's the first thing I actually I do in the morning which for some reason that makes me feel really good mixing that hydration powder and just drinking a full water right when I wake up it's quite nice uh Moto Academy questions, I'd say usually would be like a 7.45 to 8.45, maybe that hour. Then I would hop in the truck, go to the dog pound, which is a one hour drive. In that time, I'll do a couple phone calls. I'll do a couple other things on my phone, maybe emails that I shouldn't be doing. And then I get to the dirt bike track, do my motos, whatever that looks like. I'd say my time at the track is usually 9:45 to 1:30 or 1 leave the track hour drive home handle as much as I can on that drive home so that when I do get home I'd say it's probably another 2 hours 3 hours of kind of business related stuff going on then that's when we've been having our team calls with all of my employees would kind of just either be on the way to the track or when I get back from the track um, try to spend a little bit of time with the wife and I'm talking like 30 minutes to an hour we'll go on a walk with the dog potentially uh, she'll make us dinner and then we're in bed by like 7.30 or 8 that's my day don't have time to work out I could make time and stay up later but I feel like I'm in a really good spot right now operating the this, uh, mentally I feel just spot on and I think it's because my diet's pretty good I'm hydrating fairly well I'm sleeping let's see I'm out cold by 9 and I'm up at 7 so I'm getting 10 hours consistent every single night um, and that's my day that's going to change and that always changes because my routine doesn't stay the same for more than like 3 weeks at a time if I'm lucky but as of right now that's the routine. I'm sure that will change very soon. And I'd like to start implementing workouts back into my schedule, but for the time being and for the foreseeable future, I don't see that being realistic. I just don't, I don't have the time. I mean. But once I eliminate that hour drive each way and two hour round trip drive per day, that opens up the window right there to be able to get in an hour cycle or something like that. Right, so but then again, you're riding, I mean, for, Totally. A significant amount of time that's, in my mind it's plenty of workout time yeah i was gonna like, say like that's yeah. that's no joke you're not just cruising around you know like yeah so it's not like you're doing nothing yeah doing i'm more killing than myself am. i'm killing myself on the bike so uh, usually what's the the hard part for me has been getting back from the track and still trying to be productive in business and come up with ideas it's a little hard because my brain is just toast. So what's been nice about still having either the races on the weekend or on the off weeks of racing where I'm still flying, basically away from home two nights a week has been the cadence, which is just about perfect, honestly. It's good to have that time to yourself. Um, it's good for me to have time on those flights to just really crack down and be productive. And I find that those are my two, always my two most productive business days, it seems as well, as far as just coming up with ideas or, you know, organizing the team to kind of move on something. But yeah, I guess long story long, 
that's the schedule. Unfortunately, for part of your question, doesn't involve any working out at the moment. Well, just doesn't. That's okay. No. Same. No. Oh well. Same. All right, hit me with hit, hit me with one more. All right, let's do it. I'd love for it to be a premix Papa question. Oh yes. <laughs> All right, Roger. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I gotta go. Premix Papa, this is Premix Hotline. Hey, AJ. Hey, just got off the phone with Roger. Yeah, DeCoster. Yeah, he's, he apologizes for the whoop thing. Yep, absolutely. Hey, real quick question. Um, do you think if more people start riding with their feet on the pegs that the manufacturers will step in and start changing bike designs? Or maybe even the boot companies? What do you think? Good question. Premix Papa, OG member. If you want to send in your questions, download the app, be as cool as he is, be a part of the community, send in your questions. You might not have the Premix Papa hotline, but you don't need the Premix Papa hotline to ask questions. Uh, will bike design start to change? Will boot design start to change? Bike design, mm, what could change about a foot peg that would make it better? I mean, honestly, I wouldn't mind like a magnet system to help guide your foot the right part of your foot to the right part of the foot peg. So maybe if there was some type of magnet system light enough to where like it would bring the balls of your feet to the correct spot would be helpful for a lot of people. But the more important part, honestly, is boot design. And Fox has specifically focused on creating a boot that has a ton of feel in the toe box and has a really low profile toe box so that you can wedge the foot tight to the frame and get your foot in the right spot. Like the design of that boot has been a huge focus of the design of that boot has been around being able to have good footwork, which I don't think a boot has ever been designed around that before that I know of. So that's really cool. And that's why I will wear that Fox boot forever at this point now, because it has allowed me to kind of take my footwork to the next level. I see so many people at classes wearing a boot that it, you know, I, whether it's the more plasticky boots or if it's the kind of the lower level ones that are sometimes more plasticky and just don't have good feel. People complain about not being able to feel the foot peg at all under their boot. They can't tell where their foot is in the peg. They can't tell when they're on the rear brake, when they're not. They can't feel when they're shifting down. They certainly can't feel when they're shifting up. That's a huge problem. <laughs> a huge problem. I know where my feet are at all times. If you watch my slow motion on Instagram, any of the videos that I post, like my footwork is very, very specific where I put my feet. I mean, everything I'm doing is for a reason and I need to feel within the millimeter like where that foot is going because it makes a difference. But yeah, good question. As far as bikes, yeah, other than creating a system that would help keep that foot on the foot pegs more, which could be kind of like a clipless sort of magnet system, you just wouldn't want the magnet to be too strong because obviously your feet do need to move but it might be nice if somehow there could be something created to where it, it could just be a guide to kind of whoop, just like suck your feet back into the correct spot i don't know that's an interesting <laughs> concept that i've never heard before i'll tell you what i'm just dying to ride with my fox boots because i've ridden five laps with them probably like yeah they're awesome oh i can't wait but then again it's always funny because i think i have the upper hand wouldn't recommend this to people but i feel like i have the, the upper hand because i learned like good footwork with mm -hmm. in garnets where you can't feel the pegs 
Right. So like now with the Fox boots, you can, it's like weird. <laughs> it's very weird. I'm excited to ride on them all summer and kind of learn, you know. And what's nice for people, by the way, if you want a discount on Fox product, Fox doesn't really offer discounts often. They don't sponsor really anybody. They've created a landing page for the Moto Academy on their website. We are going to announce that inside of the Moto Academy app <coughs> this coming week. And there will be different discounts that we're running based on gear that I'm wearing and the new stuff that's coming out. And we'll have a specific landing page that will be private only to Moto Academy members. So that is super cool. If you're in the market for a new Fox boot and you want to save some money, get inside of the app. The money that you would save on the boots would be enough to pay for the app for the entire year, probably. Also, Fox has just come out with a boot called the Motion, which is in between their Comp and their Instinct. It's a mid-level boot and it is so good. I wear it at classes. Uh, it's the boots that are in my brown Ogeo bag that I fly all these classes with. I forget that I'm in the motion and not in the instinct, and it's probably $300 less. So uh, that's a great option. <coughs> you dying? My again? allergies. Yeah, my allergies. I don't really have allergies ever, but I've had a good old fashioned tickle in the throat. It is springtime. Last 24 hours. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, dude. Oh, I can't wait to ride. Yeah. All right. Well, good talk. Good talk. Until next right. week, I'm interested to see what location you'll be in for the next podcast same me too number one podcast in the world we are ramping up if you're listening thank you if you're still listening this deep into the episode um so speaking to driver jamie here speaking to premix papa certainly probably the real gp i'm sure he's in here deep into the episode uh you know i'm sure mike and andrew probably listening to it um who else we got? Who else? I, I'm sure Fire at Will. It's got to be listening to this deep in the episode. Mm-hmm. You better get be. inside. Get inside the Moto Academy app. I don't know what you're waiting on, to be quite honest. I really don't. If you haven't subscribed yet, it is a. It, what is it? What is it, Cam? It's a motocross community. That's what it is. Sure. Plain cool and simple. I used to struggle to figure out how to describe it because there's so many cool things that are inside of the Moto Academy. But it's a motocross community with obviously a heavy focus on technique and training. But it's freaking awesome. And when we have a physical location to add to that and multiple physical locations to add to that, it's just going to level on up. And I'm pumped. Okay, well. Also, do you like my new Fox shirt? Uh, I can't see it. Can't see it. (laughs) <laughs> well, you'll be able to when you edit this podcast. Great. Thank you, Kenny, for sending me a bunch of Fox stuff. And also, more importantly, sending Alley Cat. She got a full shipment. She got sports bras. She got leggings. She got shorts, jackets, hoodies. Fox has, like, a new workout line. Oh, and dude. Dude I, dude, I tell you what. Put on some sweatpants. They're the nicest sweatpants I have. They're better than Lululemon. I want, I want some. They are so nice. It and looks, they look nice. Oh, everything that they have. Uh, man, they got to pay me more also. So, yeah, <laughs> if anybody from Fox is listening or watching this, I'm officially a diehard Fox person. So, yes, I do get paid by them. Yes, I am sponsored by them. But I do believe that they're the best. Their stuff is so good, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it it's is. It's so good. Like, my the gear they made for me looks so good. I can't wait to. Uh, so close. One more week. 
then my tracks will be open. One more week. One, one more week? Yeah, dude. Oh, wow. Then the sand tracks will open. The clay tracks probably got another three weeks. What was that? I found my oops button. I forgot I had this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what else is in here? Okay. Oh, dude, I have so much. Okay. I'm... All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching if you're inside the Moto Academy app. And that's, that's it. Toodaloo.